Welcome to the podcast for Retire Texas Style. We do have a special episode for you today. Steve had the opportunity to sit down with David Dooley, founder of the Social Security Risk Score, answering that question, is Social Security going to be there? And if so, are there going to be any gaps? And how do you fill those income gaps? Without further ado, here is Steve Hoyle with David Dooley. Well, hello, Mr. Dooley. Great to see you again. How are you, my friend? Good seeing I'm you. I'm doing fantastic. It's kind of uh, 2024 and a little rocky out there. <laughs> it is. It's going to be an interesting year for sure. A lot of uh, chatter about what's going on in the world. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? You know, I'm starting my 35th year at Hoyle Financial, uh, having this firm doing financial planning for our clients and retirement planning and income planning. And what I find so interesting is people come to see me and say, oh, I'm 62, so I turned my Social Security on. Was that a mistake? Yeah, sometimes, depending. I mean, it's a very individual decision, and it can have massive lifetime consequences, hundreds of thousands, if not a million dollars, depending on some of the things that they're talking about in the future. Well, it's interesting. You know, people are still working, so they turn their Social Security on at 62, and when they file their taxes in a year, they realize the clawback. They're going to give right. Uncle Sam two-thirds of that money they took back. And, That's you know, right. there's a real sweet spot. But, you know, between 62 and 870, that 8% roll up, you know, with inflation lately at nine and a half percent, you're going to need that income on your side, correct? hundred percent. And it's really one of the only income sources that has that cost of living adjustment. It's part of the mandate of the program. And so the longer you can delay it in almost every case, it's something like 98.2% of the time. It makes sense to delay as long as possible. How did you become so passionate about Social Security? <laughs> what does that look like? Yeah, it's an interesting story. And so I was fortunate enough to be born in Flint, Michigan. And for those of you that don't know, it was the birthplace of General Motors. So all my friends and family were somehow involved in the automobile industry as I grew up. And Flint fell on hard times, you know, more recently in the water world. But, you know, back when I was growing up about all the layoffs happening with General Motors and this idea that General Motors could go bankrupt would be sacrilegious to even talk about when I was growing up. That could never happen, right? And so a lot of my family and friends counted on General Motors to come through with their promises, especially their retirement promises, their pension promises. And lo and behold, most of that was renegotiated or, or gone sure. in some form or fashion. Sure. And so I grew up with this idea that working for a large company was risky, because I grew up in Flint. And so I became an entrepreneur when I was 23 and built and sold a bunch of companies and was very fortunate in that regard. And getting why am I so passionate about Social Security? I was on a flight and this couple sitting behind me, probably in their late 60s, early 70s, were talking. They didn't like the direction of America. They didn't like what was going on, all the spending and what's going to happen when Social Security runs out of money. And as a younger guy, I thought, well, you know, I don't I just didn't assume Social Security was going to be there for me rightly or wrongly. I just didn't plan on it. And what was familiar was not what they said, but the fear in their voice. It was the same fear I heard growing up in Flint, Michigan. Is Jordan Mars going to lay us off? You know, is that even possible? Are they going to go bankrupt? Is that even possible? And so I thought to myself, certainly there's, you know, some technology out there. Certainly there's some financial products out there that can serve as, you know, a tool, an insightful tool to find out would they be exposed to Social Security cuts is there a way to fill that gap if those social security cuts in fact happen? And I found out really that didn't exist. And so that really started about five years ago, my mission 
to bring those tools and products to the marketplace. So people at the end of the day, their retirement plan isn't subject to political football. So they have insight and control into what is a massive retirement income source, even if you've done all the right things, even if you've saved a couple million dollars, Social Security is going to play a big role in your retirement income plan. Well, I mean, I really think that you're changing the space of Social Security. You know, one of the products that I use so much in my toolbox for clients that you develop has, if Social Security reduces by 3%, all of a sudden it has a makeup. It's huge to make up that gap with Social Security. And I mean, I think that's really changing. And two types of people come to see me. You know, I've had people asking since I got in this business at age 25, is Social Security going to go away or be reduced? And I used to say, absolutely not, because the people that vote are on Social Security. But today, David, I don't feel that way at all. I mean, if you look right on your Social Security statement, he says if things don't change by 2033, whoops, it's going to really erode. Can you expand on that? Yeah, absolutely. When I started this journey five years ago, I was in the same camp that you were once in, which was, I don't think that they're going to probably change really anyone at or near retirement, right? That would be political suicide. And as I dove into the material, as I talked to other experts, as I looked at think tanks, you know, opinions, and you look at the changing power of the electorate, the demographic change that's going on. And so boomers, baby boomers represented... Uh, about half of the electorate four years ago in the election. And so when you forecast, if we can agree that the government's going to wait sort of to the last minute to fix anything, they're going to use Social Security as a wedge, you know, in politics and debates, et cetera. We're going to hear a lot about it for a long time. I don't believe they're going to get ahead of the problem. It's going to wait to the last minute. So who's in charge now? It's 2033. Who's in charge? Well, guess what? The baby boomers are about 20% of the electorate now. And the younger generations are now in charge and all the data shows that they don't believe so they're going to get Social Security anyways. You know, if you're worried about it when you're at or near retirement, imagine what a 35 year old believes. They don't think they're going to get it all. And their priorities, if there's going to be any sort of increased taxes, is going to be to fund free child care, free college education, loan forgiveness, climate uh, change. And so. The last thing on their minds is bailing the boomers out. This is where the whole OK Boomer movement has come from. And so the demographics and the power are shifting that I actually believe those at or near retirement and if they are of certain assets are certainly within the bullseye of Social Security cuts. That's exactly right, David. People retire and they tell me Medicare is free. Absolutely not. I have people file their taxes the first time and, oh my gosh, I paid this huge fee for Medicare. Absolutely you did. And what I believe after doing this for 35 years is the same thing's going to happen with Social Security. I mean, people are all of a sudden going to hit with this huge fee because it's the difference between the haves and the have-nots. You know, we have to figure out a way to shore Social Security up. And, you know, with this election we're having coming up, it's a huge hot potato. It is. I don't you care whether you're red, whether you're blue, or you're purple. We as Americans have to come together and fix the Social Security to make sure it's there for generations. And, you know, raising the retirement age, I don't think it's an option, do you? 
no, no, the math just doesn't work. I mean, the the scope of the problem in the changing demographics, sort of, we just entered peak 65, right, where you have this huge bubble of people retiring at age 65, and the demographics don't line up because there's such a huge amount of people going on the payroll of Social Security, right? So it's it's another check. It's a monthly check, so they're going on payroll, And then you have less and less workers paying into that payroll. So now we're pulling down on the reserves, right? We're paying out more than we're bringing in. And that never changes under the current system. The math just simply does not work. And, you know, you have some people say, well, we can inflate our way. Well, you can't inflate your way because it's cost of living adjusted. It matches inflation. So, again, the math doesn't work. And so to your point, politically, what is written on the Social Security statement this in the year 2033, there'll be a 5-ish percent reduction, I think is very unlikely to happen. But what will happen is there will be a targeted, what I would say probably means testing for maybe the top 20% of people that have income and assets. And most people, those are the people listening right now. Those are the people that have saved some money. Those are people who have done all the right things. And all we have to do is just look simply back a few years ago to COVID stimulus and say, how did the government start means testing there? Well, they said $75,000, you start getting means tested to $100,000 of income, then you get no COVID stimulus. And they didn't have to ask you. They had all that information. And so politically, means testing is probably going to be the first shoe to drop, but there's just not enough liquidity there. And then it's going to be more of a mass market solution. Exactly. Well, if you think about it, you can turn Social Security on at 62. You know, that sweet spot between 66 and 67, full retirement age, where you can take Social Security and you don't have a clawback for earning too much. But you know, when you think about your Social Security bucket roll up from 62 all the way to age 70. As you said earlier, it makes such a huge difference. But I think where the rubber meets the road and where I met you is, you know, we work with clients all across Texas. We have offices scattered Mm -hmm. across Texas and we sit down every day and use your magic formula for the risk analysis for social security. And I really think it's opened the mind so much of our clients and in the planning phase, you know, we look at state planning, we look at tax planning, income planning, you know, growth, all those different things, but knowing your risk score for social security is so huge. Tell us about this and how it works. Yeah, I think you've set it up perfectly. When you go to most advisors, uh, they'll talk about four primary risks, longevity risk, market risk, inflation risk, and medical risk, like long-term care type event. But what we're talking about is, and what a lot of people are beginning to think, and I think we're sort of leading the conversation in the country about, is this new risk called policy risk. What happens when the rules change on the government level or institutional level? And how do I measure my unique set of circumstances, my age, my assets, what I believe my longevity might be, my health, and get diagnosed to say, is this, some, is this a risk I need to worry about based on some of the ideas to, quote unquote, fix Social Security? So I always say, mind you, Social Security will be fixed one way or the other. And, exactly. and the question is, are you going to be affected by the fix? And so that's what this tool does for the first time ever. And you're one of the first people to have this tool that allows you to go in and get that blood test, that diagnosis to say, is this something, Mr. And Mrs. Smith, that you need to worry about? If so, let me put a plan in place to help shore up what is your quote unquote guaranteed income because Social Security ain't so guaranteed anymore, we're learning. Is there other income solutions we can talk about? 
And then at the end of the day, my job as an advisor, right, is, is you saying this is, look, we want to make sure your retirement income plan isn't subject to political football. That's what it's all about. Give us an example of the difference it makes. It's the Social Security risk score. And what happens is people, like almost a credit score, are able to take this quiz. And then inside the quiz, your results, you'll be able to see your risk factors, just sort of like your risk factors on your credit score. So here's based on your answers, some of the three top things you need to pay attention to, worry about. So if you hear these words out of Washington, D.C., like means testing, here's where you fall in from where you are from an income or asset level. So here's where they might be targeting you. Here's what has happened in the past. Here's how you were affected by that. And so like a credit report, it's something that needs to be updated once a year because the rules change, the math changes once a year. But it gives us insights that have never existed before to talk intelligently about this risk so we can plan appropriately about this risk. Well, I think that it's such an incredible tool. And our clients, it's been a wake-up call. You know, yeah. uh, you know, the fear of running out of money is so important. But most of all, the fear of running out of income to get through life. And, you know, we do so much planning with people to make sure that they have an income strategy that they can outlive, but also making sure their spouse doesn't run out of money. But all of a sudden, if their Social Security is reduced by a third, we need a catch-up plan to take care of that gap. And I really think that's what we're really studying here. If Social Security changes, how do we fix the gap? You're 100% right. And we are in the planning horizon, right? Like you said, you've talked about it maybe since day one, what's going to happen with Social Security. And we're within that 10-year planning horizon now. And so we can do things now. We can reallocate resources now to make sure that we have a port in a storm in case something happens. And, and really, that's, that's simply what it's all about. How do we mitigate risk? There's no insurance that I have that I want to use today. Right. I don't want to use my car insurance. I certainly don't want to use my life insurance. I prefer not to use my medical insurance. But I like the peace of mind that they offer because then I don't have to worry about every day those risks. And so this new risk policy risk is real. You hear about it in the debate stage. You hear about it on the media all the time. Let's put a plan together so you don't have to worry about it. That's exactly right, David. You know, I love to sit down with people and they insure their life. They insure their car. They insure their house. You know, they insure their health. They even insure their cell phone. But they don't insure that income stream. That's the goose that lays the golden egg for the rest of your life. You know, we can make sure that you don't run out of income, but we can't make sure that you don't run out of money. So we can partner together and sit down with our clients and make sure that that income is safe. You know, so often people are taking all this risk so they can grow their money, but what they don't realize is to work with us with an income strategy you know, I find, you know, I turned 60 this year and I started when I was 25. It's my 35th year. And what I find so often is people are looking for that target number, how much you have saved. It's not that. It's how much income you can generate each and every month. So when you think about Social Security being a part of that, a huge part of that, you know, right. as you said, when we were talking a couple of weeks ago, it can make up to a million and a half difference That's right. in retirement. Frankly, if you have two, two and a half million dollars or less of retirement savings, Social Security is going to play a major role. And let, and let me just give you a simple math equation. Say you have a million dollars 
and you want to live off of $80,000 a year in retirement. A 4% withdrawal rate on that million is 40000 And you sure. probably have done the right things. You're probably a, a mid-earner, mid-to-high earner. And so in your Social Security benefit could be $3,000 a month. Your spouse's could be $2,000 a month. So now all of a sudden, Social Security represents $60,000 a year of your retirement income plan. And a 25% reduction is a kick in the guts, you know, there. And so how do we shore that, that risk up? Absolutely. You know, I also think it's interesting when we think about Social Security and people come to me all the time and say, I'm going to get this much money. I'm going to get $3,800 a month, but it's not taxable. Oh, yes, it is. You know, when we work backwards with people and think about a Roth conversion to get so much of their income tax free, we can even make it where their Social Security is not taxable. It's 25% about the numbers, but 75% about the emotions. But we've got to emotionally fix that to make the numbers work. So when we get the taxes figured out, and everybody says we have the highest tax rates ever. I beg to differ. I don't care if you're red or blue or purple, but I'm going to tell you, if the Trump tax package is not renewed in 2026, you think about huge runaway taxes, and you think about a reduction of Social Security. I mean, half of Americans would be working at the local Dollar General or Walmart or in the service bay of a General Motors dealership. I mean, seriously, if these things happen and you haven't planned for them, you know, did you fail to plan or plan to fail? Hit spot on. We're in this unique time right now where we have an opportunity to do something about it. I always liken it like if I wanted to run a marathon, if I wait to the week before to train, I'm going to be in trouble. And so at least when it comes to what is the largest annuity that has ever existed in the history of mankind, Social Security. And we see that that is being telegraphed by the government, that this is going to have mathematical problems come up. We can take some action now. So, again, we're not subject to whatever happens out of Washington, D.C. and how that might affect my standard of living and retirement. You know, each and every day in our practice, we use the Social Security risk score. And, uh, you know, give us a call, Hoyle Financial. Let's figure out what your real risk score is, and then let's put the rest of the puzzle together. Having a plan, working a plan, and that added peace of mind you get knowing, no matter what happens, we've got it figured out. So uh, I really appreciate your time today. I just think that, you know, knowing what's going to happen with policy out there is a huge risk, but you know what? We can fix that and have a plan no matter what happens. Yes, sir. And, and uh, making sure that we have that data, that that data is updated and that you're paying attention to it, I think is going to bring a lot of peace of mind. Absolutely. David, what I love to say is the numbers never lie. Thank you so much for your time today, David. Look forward to talking to you soon. Have a great day. If you would like to sit down with Steve personally and put together your very own and customized Social Security Risk Score Report, very simple and complimentary to our listeners, check out the website, retiretexasstyle.com. You'll see where you can contact Steve in his office and set up your very own appointment again for your Social Security Risk Score. 
Hoyle Financial is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Bonus annuities may include higher surrender charges, longer surrender charge periods, lower caps, higher spreads, or other restrictions that are not included in similar annuities that do not offer a premium bonus feature. Read your contract for restrictions, limitations, or penalties. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Hoyle Financial Group, Texas Insurance License 1719183. 